0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is Ivan Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. I just
0: brushed my teeth in front of uh, you.
1: Tell them what else you did, because I would love to get a poll out on who else does this.
0: So I ate a taco, and the taco made my mouth feel nasty to the point where the big man felt like he was going to upchuck Wool- Woolery. Okay? Oh, it, was it wasn't like a that? great taco. Oh, so it made me feel weird. Okay, so I was like, I gotta stop and brush my teeth, you know. So I stopped on the way up here and I brushed my teeth, I brushed them and I rinsed my mouth out, but then there was nothing to spit, so I swallowed it. Like, you like the bathroom is maybe 50 feet but away, but I was talking to pretty hair and I didn't want to leave her <laughs> presence. Rachel surprised me, I did, with my. Stepmom. <laughs> I don't know why. Stepmom, adopted mom, or whatever. My second mom, I love you, mother. I, my mom is gonna list this and be like, eh, I talk about somebody your mom. I love you, Chris. Olayton. But your mom is here, she's in town.
1: She's in town. She's here.
0: <laughs> hey, look, she's in there right now. <laughs> hey! They can't see you. They, they
1: can't, can't see, they you. Can't don't see you. Don't worry. Don't worry. She tiptoed it. She made it very clear she does not want to be on the podcast.
0: Mm. So what did you guys do? You, we were talking about... Let me tell you what Rachel did. I, no. Rachel took her mom to Watts. All the places <laughs> to go.
1: That is where my mother wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so I aim to please.
0: Right.
1: My mom, it's the first time that she's been out to LA to visit me. Yeah. So she's seeing our house for the first time, the way we live. And I feel like she wanted a lay of the land. She wanted to see... She's been to LA before, but not like this.
0: Right. What's the so of your I home? took her everywhere. Hmm? What she thinking of your home? She loves it. Was it... Did you clean up before she came?
1: Cleaned it up.
0: Isn't that something? But you know what? This is what my mom did. Isn't that something? Before our mothers come to our homes, I'm in there like Mr. Clean. I'm doing, I'm doing the baseboards. You already know. <laughs> I'm like, cause because your mom has a, a a way of just being like, Sometimes my mother will come and she'll go,
2: hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, she doesn't do that. At least she doesn't <laughs> do it in my
0: face. Right, she'll be like, hmm. And I'll be like, what? so' like, nothing. You know, if you take a little,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) like
0: like, what? It's just take a little, like a little dollop of dishwashing liquid, and then you put. I don't know if you got like a. You can just get in the corners right there because I wouldn't want your home to keep a nasty house. (laughs) I don't want you to keep a nasty house. And I'd be like, "Uh, all right, cool.
1: You know what she did do? What we rolled up, weren't there more than ten seconds. Pull up in the driveway, and she just starts looking around, and she's like is this the way that you walk through the house? Yeah. And I was like, every day. And she's like, you know, they say it's a security issue when the bushes are up this high. <laughs> My mom watches a lot of ID. ID she Discovery. watches a lot of Oxygen, yeah. all those shows. So constantly on her mind are like evil neighbors and, mm-hmm. you know, people who stalk. and yeah. cha- So now I'm, I'm nervous about things I've never been nervous about before. We got Copper. Mm-hmm. You know he's ferocious. Copper does his thing. We've got cameras. Mm-hmm. We've got a ring. But now I'm feeling like it's not enough.
0: Your house is very accessible.
1: I would like to move on to the next. Subject. I was just thinking about no, like no, no, like, no. when I when I came I, there. I, I was like,
0: I would expect her to be tucked off a little bit more. You know, like tucked back. Well, I
1: don't know what kind of money you think we
0: have. <laughs> tucked back a little bit. <laughs> nah, but look. I, but I think actually, but it's think,
1: hidden. It is
0: hidden. It is by hidden. the brush. Very, nice very nice home. Um, so you guys went to Watts. I, I, I. The, we didn't get the Watts story. Tell us what happened in Watts. What
1: do you mean tucked off a bit? back of it. Like, how far back do we need to be? Why are we... Are, re, what do you mean we're really accessible? I mean, don't give away, you know, people, people can I'm find hotel, me. But like, people, now I'm concerned.
0: It's fine, Rachel.
1: We live under a streetlight. Uh-huh. That makes me feel better.
0: What is that? Wait, about well, why? because...
1: The neighborhood, uh-huh. the other street that, that um, intersects with it, it's dark. I would never live on that street. You can't see anything. We live right under a street But line. I think dark so, is better. But see, I feel like people would be more like, oh, I don't want to go there because you can see everything. It's bright right, at night.
0: Yeah. But also they can see where to find you. So it's like you're under the lights. It's like there's a house right there. It's like, target. I like think next
1: week our house is gonna be up for sale. No, 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 no,
0: no. It's fine. It's a great neighborhood. And, you know, it's, 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 it's whatever. So you're avoiding telling the story of, of how you
1: showed up and watched. There's not much to say. About, there's Tell to say. people. There's, Tell people. The, listen, there's not much to say. I asked my mother. So I took her to Saturday, we went to the getty. Sunday, we went mm-hmm. to the getty. The weather's been kind of this weekend in LA. Not typical LA. Not great. Today's it was a little rainy, cloudy, but it opened up for us. It was really nice. We had a great brunch. And so mm. then I had purchased tickets to the Academy Museum. They have an exhibit there that I thought would be great. My mom loves classic old movies. I thought this would be really nice to see. Everybody keeps talking about it. And then I could, but I could tell she's like, nah. I'm like, do you want to go to the Academy? Mm. Nah. You know, I'm, it's okay. I'm whatever. I could tell she doesn't. And I said, well, do you want to go? She mentioned some places that she wanted to go, and so I said, "Do you want to go to Watts?" She goes, "Yes," and I said, "Okay." Well, that's the excitement that I was looking for. Let's go to Watts. Uh-huh. So we drove. Don't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. Couldn't call a you because I wanted to surprise you today. Right. So I knew there were the Watts Towers, um, and that that was like a whole thing. You know, you could pay to go. So we, I just put that in the GPS and we head there. Mm-hmm. It was closed. Right. And actually, the road was closed to even get to it. So mm-hmm. now we're just driving around. Right. Then I noticed people are looking at us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I don't want to generalize or anything. Let's just end the story there. Right. <laughs> Let's just end the story. Rachel
0: there. was out there looking <laughs> like fresh bread. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel was first of all. See, this is why. See, look. Let me tell you something. People, they they say stuff to me. They're like. Glasses alone was on this podcast, and they say, "Hey Van, Glasses is not quite politically correct or anything like that." But you know what? Glasses Seventh Street Watts. Glasses. So great, I could have hit great. up Glasses. You could have hit up Glasses. He would have loved that. I know he would. Like, you could have, you could have, you could have hit up Glasses. Glasses, we Watts. What he'd have given you a or oh, my man. And top. nobody would mess with us. Uh, but nobody messed with you anyway, because it's a great community of people. But. You whipping around there, and but we look green. Yeah, yeah, you look green because you were in a green we Porsche. Were in a
1: green, but we looked out of, and that's what I hate. All of a sudden, I was kind of like, people are looking at us. We were in a very loud car, yeah. and I said we should probably leave. Because you know what I was thinking? I feel like we talked about this on the podcast. You didn't have to
0: we leave, were, but you maybe felt we like you just were
1: just in a place we didn't know. Right? We and weren't you were, familiar. You don't want to
0: flaunt. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah if yeah, I yeah. had been
1: in a different. Vehicle, if Mm -hmm. it just, I just, but also we didn't know where we were going, and I just didn't like that. I like to always know where I am. Right. So you know,
0: you felt, felt but we, you you felt, no, don't
1: do that to me. (laughs) But I felt, I did feel like, you know what, I don't, I I don't, I don't know where I am.
0: Right, you don't know where you are. You, 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 you were at the the nineteen twenty three premiere earlier. You told me or before.
1: I did. Now what are you going to ask me?
0: I'm not going to ask you anything about that because. You know, certain stuff we talk about, (laughs) it's off the record. It's off the record. We know. But but have have you watched 1923?
1: I have. I've seen majority of the first episode. What did you think? It's good. Did you see 1883? Yes. Okay, so the narrator is the same. Because I was like, that voice sounds very familiar. Mm -hmm. But you don't see her. At least up until where I got in the episode. It starts out, I'm telling you, Helen Mirren is bad. Yeah. She is bad. Um, but it's also establishing where we are. Cause I'm like, okay, who's that kid? How is how does Harrison Ford work in here? So you're getting the family tree dynamic. You might need to even take out like a pen and write it down. Okay, this person came He's here because, John Dutton's yes.
0: grandfather in this show.
1: No. He's not.
0: He's not John Dutton's grandfather.
1: Unless I'm getting the family tree wrong. He is the brother of Tim McGraw interesting so he's the uncle of John Dutton's father
0: the uncle of John Dutton's father here's the thing <laughs> I'm very excited about 1883 Yellowstone as a show has become unwatchable
1: okay you know I'm only on season four
0: like <laughs> do
1: not tell me about season five so
0: here's the thing Yellowstone as a show has become the most interesting television experience. It's how can I explain this? Do you remember True Blood? Didn't watch it. You've never watched True Blood. Never. Okay. Never seen it. Absolutely. So I'm not gonna be able to articulate I don't even what know I who's mean. In it. You have got to watch True Blood. True Blood is the worst, best television show that's ever been made.
1: Well, that's not selling
0: it. it. That's the best way to sell it. True Blood is so stupid. Vampires, werewolves, dudes that turn into dogs, fairies. Like, like all different, all in one Louisiana town.
1: Oh, Louisiana. Fontaine. Is this what Herschel Walker was talking about?
0: No, Herschel Walker was talking about <laughs> Fright Night. Herschel Walker was talking about, <laughs> by the way, there are no werewolves in Fright Night. Herschel Walker was talking about Fright Night. I'll be real. I'm, I'm, I, look, I, I'm hoping that the people in Georgia, but when this comes out, it'll be Tuesday. It'll be yes. voting day in Georgia. Yes. Georgians. Please, please, don't put this crazy ass nigga <laughs> in the Senate. And it's like it, it, it. I feel so guilty. Pretty hair sitting right over there. I just I'm cursing. And it. <laughs> She's okay. okay. She's okay. Um, um. But no, like se- seriously, Herschel Walker is sublimely unwell. Yeah, I've been watching more and more Herschel Walker stuff.
2: It's, don't do that.
0: It, 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 it's just he is incredibly incompetent. Just, just, <laughs> I'm talking about monumental.ly You're mentally dense.
1: I might be, I, I, I just feel like he's not going to win.
0: Right. He technically,
1: so I mean, Warnock barely won, but I feel like in a race where it's just the two of them, Warnock will be fine. But I could be, you know, being a little naive.
0: So I was in Atlanta this weekend.
1: Ooh, should we? You want to talk about it? Yeah, I, yeah. Wait, wait, can you finish your thought about Yellowstone? What? You were comparing Yellowstone to True Blood and you were saying Yellowstone is not watchable anymore. And as a person is... who's about to start season five, mm-hmm. I need to understand what that means.
0: What I mean is that the show is bad now, but it's bad in a way that is still unbelievably entertaining. Well, She watches.
1: Mm-hmm. My mom watches and she's yeah. saying it is.
0: Yeah, she's right. She says I'm right. Yellowstone is bad. It's bad TV, but it's still so much fun to watch it's something happened on this last episode that was so stupid it's so dumb it makes no sense that it would happen but this is yellowstone now this is where we are 1883 and 1923 these are shows that still take themselves seriously yellowstone (laughs) understands now that it's jumped the shark it's over there's no there's nothing you know what i mean it 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 And I like it. I like when shows just get to the fuck it stage. Like, we we don't care. And that that happened to True Blood early on. True Blood is a good show, though.
1: How many seasons? Five? Okay, maybe Brian and I will start. We're always looking for a new show.
0: What does Brian watch? Like, old Gillette He's commercials? He's
1: watching Boardwalk Empire right now. That's I, a
0: very Brian show. I can't show. get into it. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, we're three episodes in. The suspicious. I said, just leave me. F- I, I'm not into it yet.
0: The first season of Boardwalk Empire is fantastic.
1: Okay, well, not for me. You know not like I'm you. three episodes in, and I just... I'm like, who is he, and what city is he attached to? And I just don't...
0: It's not as great as, say, The Real Housewives. I'm telling you. You really feel like you... <laughs> So,
2: I
1: have a question. I'm, I'm not
0: trying to diss The Real Housewives because, you know, I fuck with them. They're, they're... I got Kalika on it. What, what do you like about The Real Housewives? I can't explain
1: it. And I've been watching it for years. I find the women fascinating.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: talking more of the OGs. Now people come on, they know, like, the recipe of the show and they're trying to be something that they're not. But the original women... It's like they take themselves so seriously, but they're all, I don't know if I should say it like this. I was going to say deranged.
2: <laughs> but like, I say, they're just they all do.
1: quirky and I don't know. They just, they want to be famous, but they don't want to be famous. But these are their real lives and they're just changing all the time. And I just find the dynamic of Housewives so interesting.
0: So I've decided something. i decided to get, to renew my subscription to the Zeus network.
1: How did we get here? Because... You're not going to compare Zeus to Housewives. Why? Not the same.
0: Hold on. What?
1: Zeus is more dramatic, so, more when, outrageous, wait, 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 and more staged. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And more... Zeus is very staged.
0: I, I, I find it so hilarious that we're drawing lines in the sand... Between what happens on The Housewives and what goes on on Zeus. And
1: I'm going to be honest.
0: Zeus is... M- most of what
1: I'm watching on The Housewives are white people. their drama. So Zeus, that's not Zeus.
0: Well, this I don't what, necessarily want to see do. that. This is what we're going to do. We're going to democratize the reality conversation. And I need you to start watching Baddies West.
1: No, I'm not watching that. I see the billboards. You have I to watch it.
0: Baddies West. I see it. You have to watch the Croissant Rock and Blueface show. That's on Zeus? This is all stuff coming I out on Zeus? I thought it was
1: just social media no, that they were
0: doing. No, this is Zeus. Zeus is popping. No. Jocelyn's Cabaret. I,
1: I can't believe you watch all these. Don't ever talk about Housewives with me. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. Hold on. I don't really watch them.
1: Yes, barely...
0: But if I'm going to watch something, I'm going to watch Zeus.
1: Because I don't want like to see, I don't wanna see us. I like to watch the. What are you talking about? Bravo
0: was made off the back of black women. No.
1: What? Keep going. What? What? What backs of black women was Bravo made off of? The Real
0: Housewives of Atlanta.
1: That came first. There was OC. That was the. That's what kicked it off. Right. And you had uh, that a couple of seasons. And I want to say I feel like Atlanta is the biggest biggest Real Real Housewives. I might. No, no. The black seasons are the best. Potomac. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta's kind of fallen off a bit. But Potomac, outstanding. But I think before you even got to Atlanta, I think Jersey was there, or New York, one of them was there before. So it wasn't built on the backs, but we're obviously more entertaining. Is it was the second one? Dang it. What? Atlanta was the second season. See, Chelsea just came in. But, it's, but it started with OC, and there might have been two or three seasons before. So you feel
0: like you're too good for Zeus?
1: No. I'm saying I don't want to see us Watts. act that way. I'd rather watch them act
0: that way. This is the way. whole thing. Chelsea, do you watch Zeus? I had to
3: Google what Zeus
0: was. Chelsea said she had okay, to Google what to Zeus that. was. Y'all, this is not right.
1: I know Y'all, what Zeus is. At least,
0: at least when we act up on Zeus, I feel like it's a nigga that his name is Zeus that owns the Zeus no, Network. Oh,
1: you know who one of the guys is behind it? Who? Um... Big Zeus. Big social media guy. Big Zeus? Oh gosh, he was big on Vine.
0: Um, What's his name? Who's who runs Zeus? I I I need to know this guy. I want to talk to him. I have to tell you,
1: when you see him, he's he was on Wild and Out. He um oh
0: Who runs Zeus? King
3: Batch.
1: King Batch. Thank you, Donnie.
0: King wait, King Batch runs Zeus?
1: He's one of the guys. There's like three people. I don't think King
0: Batch runs Zeus. A hundred percent. Zeus Network by King Batch. I like King Batch. I think he's very talented. He is. Zeus Network. I'm going to look I, it up Zeus Network right now. Cause, cause I you, guess be-
1: I just also feel like it's like black people exploiting black people. The Zeus Network is run
0: by Lemuel Plummer. And it was
1: founded by social media personalities DeStorm Power, Amanda Cerny, King Batch, and Lemuel.
0: Yeah, okay. So I'm watching this. I guess my, because I see it right now, I guess my thing is If we gonna act out and get rich off of it, why not support the black people that do it? Like I don't, I don't. I look at it as exploiting. No, I'm against this notion that we should be embarrassed by how people carry on. Did that word
1: ever come out of my mouth? I said they're exploiting them. Who's being exploited?
0: Black people,
1: like. These shows that on, it's like they're taking, so, wait, so but what was, Andy, one, of, what but was wait, one of the shows? It was Andy, like the girls from Love and Hip Hop, and they would sit, I remember this, they would sit them in a room like this, right? and they were like, no producers, nobody's going to stop you, you can just go. So, but, and I remember I was having Andy a conversation- Cohen isn't
0: exploiting them.
1: He is, but it's mostly not us.
0: <laughs> Chelsea. Wild. Chelsea, come here. Chelsea, is, is this mic on? Like, like Chelsea, come here but and Chelsea, let's have this Zeus conversation. We, I feel like we've had I, we, we do a to Bravo podcast. Zeus. Everybody should listen to
1: Morally Corrupt on Ring Zeus of Reality TV. Network.
0: I'm the. I want to be a part of Zeus. Look, look I, I don't even. I, I can't believe I don't know the the, the, the mule pop, pop plumber, the I, the black man behind Zeus.
3: I could only speak for my housewife knowledge. and okay. Respect for them because again, I had to Google Zeus. I just found out
0: what it was. You didn't even know what the Zeus Network was. No. Shout out to Zeus. Shout out to Jocelyn. Shout out to Natalie Nunn. Uh-huh. We will have Natalie on the podcast. Okay. I need Natalie Nunn on you Higher know who Learning. know Natalie Nunn is.
1: Nat. From you- Bad Girls Club.
0: Na- Natalie okay. Nunn, who's made a whole career. Out of this. Who's a boss. A lady boss. Shout out to Natalie Nunn. have been running LA for a long time. I need her on the podcast. Talk about Zeus. Okay, we'll,
3: we'll get on that. Okay. I will say, I feel like... With the Black Housewife franchises, we've had our own indiscretions within each other. Atlanta had the fight with Portia and Kenya.
0: Indiscretions.
3: We had, well, like, fights.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and
3: then uh, we just had a, a drink toss a couple nights ago in Potomac. But what I respect about these, these franchises is that they like to have conversations about how, holding black women to a higher standard and how we have to, how we are viewed in the society and how we... Yeah, y'all full Zeus, of shit. Zeus exploits every black
1: stereotype there is, <laughs> well, and they're making money off of it. And this I this is I, this maybe is. Maybe Zeus so,
3: has those discussions. I'm not aware. They of. don't on, on Potomac in Atlanta. We have conversations about black women. That's not what y'all
0: watching these shows women. for. Y'all watching these shows for beef between black ladies. Zeus no. is doing it in no, a more aggressive. No, actually. I
3: watched these shows <laughs> what? For the what are the upwards, we doing? For the absurdity, for the one-liners, for the comedy, for the friendship.
0: For the comedy and the one-liners of people if you going wa- at each other. If you
1: actually watched it, it's not it's not what you think it is. It's No, I'm I'm not even saying that. Like she talked okay, about the I, drink toss, it took 8 episodes to get to a drink toss. That's not majority of what the show is. Let me
0: tell you something. Tell you what Zeus is. Zeus is it, it cuts through all of the respectability stuff. And I haven't really even watched it. But it, but I'm telling you what I get of Zeus. <laughs> it's, it's cutting through all the respectability stuff and getting right to it. And by the way, this is an outsider's view. When I see Housewife stuff, when I see the stuff, shout out to Mona, I love you, Mona. I love everyone. but I see the housewife stuff, when I see the love of hip hop stuff, I see a lot of people talk about, and I don't have any problem with any of this. I think it's all entertainment, but I, I hear about the beefs and the people who don't like this, and Portia said this about this person, and I look at the reunion, and didn't your husband, wasn't he with the the pastor of the church, and wasn't he doing this? And Pastor like, Holy Whore. Right, right. Pastor Holy Whore. These are the <laughs> things that I hear about, people giving out each other's phone numbers, like all, all kinds of stuff like that happening, right?
1: at a reunion yeah
0: at a reunion on show whatever i saw one clip where the lady went to a plot of land where the other lady was about to have her house you see this that
1: was atlanta she went to a plot of land
0: and there was a look and she was clearly shading this woman i'm sitting here laughing my face off because i know it's shady it's shady it's shady
1: but 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 how hard is it to create a network where we're exploiting every single what single stereotype? It is. One of the show the one of their first shows I said was putting them in a room saying there'll be no producers, nobody will hold you back. So these girls could just fight each other. They just they took beef from Love and Hip Hop, Others Bad Girls Club, and they just let them fight each other. It is it is it's so So these are
0: the shows that are on Zeus. Go ahead. We should have somebody from Zouzai. I definitely want to have this conversation because I think Absolutely. there's a little bit of respectability bullshit that's I will, going I on. I will
1: have the same so, energy. I'm going to exit, but
0: again, Morley every Friday. The oh, reality. get out of here! Look at you. Look. So this is this is these are the shows. <laughs> that are you, on, these are the shows that are on Zeus. Be Simone's. You're my boyfriend. Jocelyn's Cabaret. Life with Lil Tay. Pretty Girls Lit. The Real Black China. The Real Dumbass World. Sexy and Social ATL. Shirtless chefing with Don Benjamin. Shout out to the homie Don Benjamin who's chefing without a shirt on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting chest hair all in your mac and cheese. A taste of dance with Amanda Cerny. Tokyo Tony's Finding Love ASAP. Ultimate Fitness Challenge with Candace and Omar. The conversation, Baddies, the whole baddies, baddies ATL, Baddies South, Baddies West, created by Natalie Nunn. Let the we if we gonna act crazy, at least we should be able to be. Empowered by it, you you got the you drinking the Andy Cohen juice over there.
1: Oh no, I'm not. You are.
0: Look, <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldinho has a show on. Zeus? We're gonna
1: have to have somebody to come on and talk about it. I I guess I was on reality TV. You, you were not, and I've talked about this before. That a lot of people who don't look like us base their perception of how we are when they aren't they don't they don't have black people in their lives right so Mm -hmm. their perception of black people a lot of times is based on reality tv so when reality tv exploits certain stereotypes of us it becomes extremely problematic Mm -hmm. and i feel like zeus does that to the umpteenth degree and it's by black people it's for uh, i don't know it's for us but it's definitely by us and they're making money off of us I don't like, I don't, I'm not for it. I don't, I I think it's just, it's so extreme. It's, listen, it's not Ultimate Fitness Challenge with Candace and Omar. That's not what that is. But some of these shows, some of them, I'm not going to say every single show, but some of these shows.
0: So I I just have, to be honest with you, I think it's really interesting that if it's reality TV anywhere else, if. VH1 is footing the bill Oh no I have a problem with I've talked about Mona Scott Young
1: I've talked about Love and Hip Hop What's the
0: difference between Love and Hip Hop And The Real Housewives they're to- you don't watch either
1: one. And I can say this. I watched both. I actually stopped watching Love & Hip Hop because it became too much for me. It was too staged. When, it's, when Love & Hip Hop started off, New York, Chrissy, oh, Jim Jones, it was so Child good. to is who I
0: just saw in Atlanta. It, it was so, Mendesi's.
1: Yandy, Mendesi, it was so good. Now, same thing I said, talks about Housewives. When people know the recipe and they're trying too hard just to become famous, to break out, it loses it. It's become so staged. Like, the fights are so fake. I, love and hip-hop is not what it used to be. And I don't watch it. It is it is not the same thing as Housewives. There are similarities. Right. For sure.
0: So you're saying that the Housewives is a non exploitative portrayal of No, black it
1: does. It does exploit it. I had a... No, it's and, and so so, but not to the same level. I said to the umpteenth degree, I'm not going to sit here and say that there aren't similarities. I literally had a conversation with Andy Cohen on his radio show very recently, and he asked me about the way he handled a situation with Garcelle mm-hmm. on the reunion and how he had to apologize for it because he dismissed a black woman's feelings, and he asked me what he should have done in a different way because I told him you were wrong. So I'm not going to sit here and say that there aren't similarities, mm-hmm. but I think there's a difference when it's us putting it out there I feel like mm-hmm. and it's to such an extreme. Not every show answers. So on when it's Zeus. us
0: putting it out there, this is the last thing I'll say about. Know, it. should
1: we should we should want to do a little bit better. But if when it's us
0: putting it out there, at least it's us in control never, of it.
1: And it's it's out of control. Pro Zeus. It's out of control. I would I would I think this is easy. I think this is low-hanging fruit.
0: For the Zeus network, for the Zeus network. I think this
1: is low-hanging fruit. This is easy to do. I'm
0: about us being at the control of it. Zeus. Zeus Network. I'm going to get a show on Zeus. Vans. But I want it to be. I
1: I want it to be.
0: What can I do on the Zeus Network? What show could I do?
1: It needs to play into a stereotype.
0: It does. Oh, how about this? Easy. It's an easy show we could do.
1: No, no, no we.
0: You'll be on the show. (laughs) I want to do, if the Zeus Network is listening. I want to do a weight loss show about me on the Zeus network. What's the stereotype? Like fat boy, fat chicken eating nigga, fat backs
2: (laughs) something (laughs) on Zeus.
0: And we could, we could, it could be a bunch of fat boys and we could do something on Zeus. Zeus reach out to me. I'm with us. All right. Speaking of us, we got to talk about Deion Sanders and the HBCUs on the other side of this. Guys, Jackson State has torn us apart. (laughs) (laughs) It's the big deal of the day on the other side of this break.
4: This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team At Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Rachel, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I had an interesting conversation. I want to talk to you about it. Maybe Friday night. Okay. Maybe Thursday night. Charlemagne, the God, texts me. And he says, Deion Sanders is going to take the job at Colorado. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. I pretty much figured that. Once they had Offered him the job, I figured he'd take it, right? Because I have been watching college sports, obviously, all um, season long, and I know that Deion Sanders' name was floated for a lot of Power Five jobs. Mm -hmm. So I was figuring to myself, well, you know, to get he gets a Power Five job, he's probably going to take an opportunity, depending on like what the facilities look like and where the place is. And he was like, "Yeah, they're going to call him a sellout." And Charlemagne definitely doesn't think that that's the case. But I was like, "Why?" I was like, no, they won't. Like, I literally have it in the text. I was like, why would they call him that? Like, his name has been up for the Auburn job. He's been talking about him. If Florida State didn't turn around, they had a great season over there. Mike Novell's got the Seminoles playing good. But I was like, he might have taken that job. I was like, yeah,
1: I would have thought he
0: you, you know what I mean? Mind. He might have taken that job. But he goes, no, I'm going to call him a sellout. I literally did not think or did not see the discourse behind Deion Sanders taking this job happening. No sooner... Did he accept the job? Then that discourse actually began. Mm -hmm. And the more I dug into it, the more I kind of understood it. But I was actually blindsided by the fact that so many people, I really was, uh, would be upset that he left Jackson State. Deion Sanders has now left Jackson State, has been announced Saturday night, he was announced as the new head coach at Colorado. It's 27-5 at Jackson State. They were 12-0 this past year, undefeated regular season, 43-24 blowout of my Southern University Jaguars in the F- SWAC championship. Um, he told his team of his departure soon after Saturday is when his Dion on leaving the team.
5: Okay, down for the nitty-gritty. Uh, I know y'all been hearing the rumors and uh, everything that's been transparent around about uh, my whereabouts and what I'm going to do. And I like for y'all to hear it from me and not uh, from anyone else. Um, It is what it is. Either in coaching, you get elevated or you get terminated. Mm -hmm. Ain't no other way. Either elevated or terminated. And it ain't no graveyard for coaches where they die at the place. It don't work like that. They either going to run you off or you going to walk off uh, upon your own recognizance. I've chosen to accept the job elsewhere next year. I'm going to finish what we started. We're going to dominate. I'm going to be here to that end and that conclusion. And then when that conclusion, we will move on. Rachel.
1: I'm shocked that you were shocked that you thought people wouldn't, black people, because it's not, it's black people, wouldn't be upset with Dion for leaving HBCU because I think there is a huge sector or just a lot of black people weren't paying attention to the other side of it, Mm -hmm. right? You're a person who's well-versed in sports. You're aware of that one job is a stepping stone to another. There's a goal here, whether you want to be the top at college or you want to use this as a stepping stone to get into the NFL. You're familiar with that. Most people aren't. So most people are looking at what Deion Sanders did, black people, are looking at what Deion Sanders did at Jackson State. They're looking at all the attention that he brought, the way he talked about it, the way he got mad at the the, the fact that they didn't have facilities that were up to date, how he called on his famous friends to you know, give them gear, how he brought college game day there, the fact that he won a national championship. They were listening to him and the pride that he had being with this HBCU and everything that he was doing for them. All these these top recruits coming there. That's all people were looking at. If you don't know the other side of sports, then I can see you completely being upset and thinking that this is all that Deion Sanders did. Deion Sanders was, you know, an outstanding college player, an outstanding NFL player, and he was giving back to his people and to HBCUs and doing something that had never been done before. And they thought that was what he wanted to do. That was it. So if that's the way you think, I can understand exactly why people are upset. But I also think that people wouldn't have been as upset if he didn't roll it out the way that he did. So it's not necessarily to me the what he did, but it's how he did it. A lot of people had a problem with the fact that he said, as a coach, you're either elevated or terminated. And he explained it, but it sounds bad. That's why I say it's the how. You're elevated. So it makes it seem like, Jackson State's down here and you got to elevate like everything else is above that HBCUs are down here Jackson State's down here and to do better to elevate myself. I have to leave Jackson State So I would be offended if I was at Jackson State or if I was a player in that room Making it seem like we're not good enough for you. And that's how it came across And then I think even more in his speech he was talking about how you know Basically, God told me this and you better not question. How dare y'all question God? I'm paraphrasing his, but he kind of said that it was like 10 minute speech. Check it out on Twitter. So I think all of that put a bad taste in people's mouths. And it was so quick. Again, if you don't understand how it works in college, the fact that he won his championship, caught a flight and then announced to Colorado, it just seems dismissive of everybody else's feelings who so got so invested with what you brought to Jackson State and that sense of pride. And now it's just gone. Hmm. I get it. So I don't agree with it, but I get it.
0: No, I I understand it too. So I think there's a couple of things here. Number one is when when the discourse started to happen, I started to realize that I completely read it wrong. I want to know more about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Very aware when Deion Sanders said that he was leaving Jackson State, I was happy. It's happy he's gone. Get him out. Really? Yeah. Jackson State just beat Southern okay. University That's right. 43-24 in a blowout for the SWAT Championship.
1: Y'all won the halftime show. Though.
0: Uh, we absolutely won the halftime show. We'll talk about that later. I turned off. I looked at the game. I'm like, what's going on in the game? Look at the game. The game was something like 35 nothing. I don't care. I, I'm like, get them out. <laughs> get the next guy in there. I'm not trying to have them come through Mumford and step on our heads once a year. I, get them out. Fine. That's what I care. The Southern, I can't have it. He's going here. He's too much. Okay. When I started to, I did a comment autopsy, which I like to do on issues like this. And what a comment autopsy is, is I go on either the Shade Room or Dion's uh, Instagram page and I look at the comments and I separate the comments between the blue check marks, who were all. In support of Dion, besides my man Wes, (laughs) Uh, Wes Bellamy, who, you know, had some nuanced things to say. And I look at the difference between those comments and the people who are not blue check marks. Mm -hmm. And I think the stark difference in the reaction is very telling Mm -hmm. because people who have had to make decisions about where the trajectory of their careers and where they're gonna go, and have maybe had to, maybe they are in a certain industry, um, and they understand the decision that Dion had to make. Which, when we look at it, he was making three hundred thousand dollars a year at Jackson State. A lot of the money that he was giving back to the school, and his contractor, his his per year salary at uh, Colorado is going to be around four and a half five million
2: dollars, mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, so. People that are all career driven that are into it, like 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 us or other people, even Charlemagne, that are career driven are like, whoa, if that opportunity comes, you take that opportunity. You got to go. Some of the people who maybe weren't so familiar with that or that's not their life. They want to be protected.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's an insecurity that exists in the black community around who really is for us. Sure. And not even who really is for us who won't turn their back on us no matter how much money is available to us because the insecurities that we have have to do with our, um, our stat, our status here in America, socially, uh, economically, culturally. And we want to know that some people are going to choose black over green, sure. because as long as you have a people who are disenfranchised, who don't have a lot of money, the lure of money seems to be the only thing that you need to make them turn their back on one another. Mm -hmm. And that insecurity will exist as long as the wealth gap exists the way that it does. The experience at an HBCU is nothing but a microcosm for the wealth gap that exists in America. Mm -hmm. These are land-grant universities, we've talked about them, Mm -hmm. that have been purposefully and systemically underfunded uh, for money that they are entitled to over the course of 100 years, right? And so Dion's salary at Colorado, 5 million bucks, 4 million bucks, Southern's endowment is $9 million. We've talked about this before. So Dion makes on a per year basis what the university that I went to runs on. So when you think about that, LSU has a $28 million dollar Locker room. The locker room is $28 million. Mm. The school on the north side of Baton Rouge doesn't have that much money endowed to it. So the wealth gap just going right up the freeway, North Baton Rouge and South Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. two different schools serving two different parts of the city and two different parts of the state, is prodigious. So all of these things are felt to the point to where you have somebody like Deion Sanders. A lot of people, when I, when I looked at this, felt that it was tailor-made that he would stay there for a long time. This is a man who is not financially insecure. Right. This is a man who has the legend status and has what people think is the fuck you money to be able to go there and be there for decades and decades um, and do some things and they felt betrayed when he left. I always knew that Deion Sanders would leave. It was this, to me, was a launching pad into his coaching career. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this and his coaching career. When people say that Deion Sanders wasn't swack, Eddie Robinson Jr. um said that Deion Sanders wasn't swack. Uh and obviously he meant it as a pejorative, but it was true. He wasn't. Right. Like he wasn't swack. Like Deion Sanders was one of the best high school athletes in the country. He then went to uh Florida State. And after that, he went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. When you, we're talking about the culture of the SWAC, you're talking about Eddie Robinson being at Grambling forever. We're talking about Pete Richardson at Southern. When you say elevate, when he was talking about elevating, the fact that he would use that term tells me that he <laughs> looked at the job as a stepping stone. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't that's think what, so That's either. what coaches do. But I'll tell you this. There's a very distinct culture that exists at the HBCU. And a lot of this to me is illuminated of the fact that people don't understand that culture. Like for me.
1: That didn't. Right. I didn't go to an HBCU.
0: But what I mean by that is that. Sure. There are things that Deion Sanders did. uh, For Jackson State. I don't know how much he did for HBCUs.
1: I would disagree with that. How?
0: Well, what did Deion, what happened? What did Deion Sanders do at Jackson State that is recreatable at another HBCU?
1: Could there be an argument made that what what he did going to Jackson State with his status and who he is? Mm Because he didn't have he didn't have to go to an HBCU. He could have been an assistant. You know what I mean? He He didn't
0: want to do that. He wanted to be a head coach. And okay. because he wanted to be a head coach, one of the only places that he could go and be a head coach was a Jackson right State. Right now.
1: I think he could have held out. I think because of who Deion Sanders is, I, I think he could have gotten... He could have he could have done a, uh, a head coaching job somewhere else. It did not have to be an HBCU. That was available to him right now. He wanted it right Deion now. Deion Sanders wasn't he a run. head
0: coach at the high school level. It
1: doesn't matter. But so, so, but, but, but with so, his name and status, I absolutely think he could have gotten a head coaching job somewhere else he would have
0: okay so i do so th- this is what i'm saying De- deon sanders was the offensive coordinator at the school that 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 his kids yes, his trinity. kids went to right yes. at trinity he was the offensive coordinator there i want to stay on this point real quick because i want to i want people to look at some of the other people who are head coaches in the SWAC right you have hugh jackson who's the head coach at grambling right now mm-hmm. hugh jackson has been in NFL. the nfl
2: mm-hmm.
0: right he went to the nfl he had some issues in the NFL, okay? And when it was time to get another head coaching job, do you know what is open to him? Come coach at one of our schools. Come coach here in the SWAC. Eddie George is currently the coach right now at Tennessee State, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have any coaching experience. Right. Come coach at Tennessee State in the SWAC. Art Briles from Baylor. I remember the head coach whose team nearly got the death penalty. I think they actually did get it because of all the sexual misconduct that was going on there Mm -hmm. was going to grambling before an outcry of the national media. The SWAC is a place. It's just like black America. will it's very forgiving and you'll get your start. You'll see a 27 year old head coach there. You'll see coaches there that, like have resumes that might be a little bit thinner. You know what I mean? But that's how they build decades long legacies. Mm -hmm. That's how they figure out how to be head coaches. They grow into men there. They become a part of the community there. So the fact that Jackson State gave Dion an opportunity to be a head coach when he had never been a head coach before, that is something that to me is Indicative and sort of par for the course of how it goes in swag jobs.
1: I'm just saying I truly believe that Dion, maybe not that year, the three years ago when he started, I think he could have still gotten ahead of coaching job somewhere else because he's Dion Sanders. But that's not that wasn't my point. Your question was, what has he done for HBCUs yeah. in general? The way we were talking, you mentioned a bunch of other coaches who have gone, whether they've been on the professional level and gone to SWAC, whether they had a a great uh, college program that they were with and they were going to go. The way we were talking about Jackson State and what Deion Sanders did there is not like we had not talked about any other coach with an HBCU in that way. The conversations we were starting to have about HBCUs, I, that is because of Dion going to Jackson State. I think that there we could see more. I mean, Deion Sanders is on another level, but I'm just saying coach uh Former players who want to be head coaches come through this system and bring conversation and attention and college game days and paraphernalia and sponsorships and whatever it may be to another HBCU. It doesn't have to be Jackson State. And that's what I think Deion Sanders is. You know the did. problem
0: with that is? What? Is that Eddie George? Is that lasting? A Heisman Trophy winner mm-hmm. and an NFL Hall of Famer, borderline, but whatever. He was a great player. Is at Tennessee State. I know. The difference between nobody's talking about Tennessee State. No one. He's not Deion Sanders. He's
1: not Deion Sanders, you're so, right.
0: So like what you're I'm right. what I'm telling you right now is what Deion Sanders did at Jackson State, in order for him to if, if you guys want to have conference Eddie Southern and Grambling play every single year mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving on NBC. That's because of Eddie Robinson. That's because of prolonged—and I'm a Southern University fan. That's because the Bayou Classic became the linchpin game for the black college football nation. Uh And it's because they had the single greatest coach in black football history. Eddie Robinson from Gremlin, but from Baton Rouge. Eddie Robinson, like, from Gremlin, he— had th- had us on TV, on national TV, yes, yes. way before anybody came to Jackson State. I'm not saying that Deion Sanders, I'm not saying anything about Coach Prime. What I'm saying is that in order to do something and change something on the HBCU level, you have to change things systemically. Absolutely. Or, or you have to be there long enough to leave a legacy that actually leads to change. E- even, even the recruiting Deion Sanders has a podcast on Barstool. NIL is 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 now going on, right? There's a Barstool NIL deal that helps Travis Hunter get to Jackson State. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So Travis Hunter, who could have gone anywhere, right, go to Jackson State because NIL helps him get to Jackson State. Sure. The NIL deals that Deion Sanders can leverage because of his celebrity to help people get to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. The other schools don't have that. Is there a SWAC NIL collective? Mm-hmm. Has has have I there been? Know. Have there been other NIL collectives at other schools that have been started? Has there been anything that's gone outside of Mississippi? Like, the conversation is great. And the fact that he was getting all of these recruits are great. And the attention. And the attention that's more is more focused on. But what I'm talking about right now is where I'm from, we're three generations deep in mm-hmm. loving Southern University. Yeah. And the Boombox Challenge. The, the boombox classic, should I say? When when we play Jack, that's gonna be a big deal no matter what. Jackson State was selling out all of their games, set attendance records two years before Deion Sanders got I believe there. That. So so what, I, what I'm not saying in any way that it, it wasn't a meaningful time. But what I'm saying, I think, I think people are, in my opinion, overestimating or underestimating what HBCU culture is. We cared about our football, about our athletes, about all of those things. And if he'd have done something to make it easier for the rest of those schools to go grab money, if he'd have stayed long enough for there to be some kind of big TV contract that that everybody could chop it up,
1: Uh then... But that was never his goal. But I. But but but. So I, then
0: I don't think. Why are we talking about everything that he did for the HBCUs? Well, I,
1: you, the question, the thing was that he hasn't done what he did at Jackson State. It's like he did nothing for HBCUs in general. I'm not denying the culture that exists within HBCUs. When you talk about three generations and you talk about Bayou Classic or in Texas, we got the Gremlin PV game that yeah. happens right every year before Texas OU. Like every, every, I get that culture. I understand all of that. What I'm saying is what he did because of what he did at Jackson State and the attention. The attention is the big the big thing to focus on there. It became Jackson State as an HBCU became a national conversation outside of generations of going to these games and this culture. It brought attention in a way that it never did to an HBCU. And I think that's a conversation that outside outside of what we do. That's I Mm -hmm. guess that's just my point. I will I will go ahead and say I will concede and agree that you're right he really didn't do everything for HBCUs out there. Like he didn't not systemic change, but I, can, I don't think you can deny the attention and the conversation that was being had. I mean, a college game day was there for goodness sake. That's a, that's a national that crosses over into PWI I know. World. I get it. I feel it you. Crossed, so it's, I feel you. You can't deny
0: that. I'm not denying that. But what I'm telling you is all of that stuff came because he was Deion Sanders. right? I know. And so, and so, my my thing is this. Now we're at a crossroads. We're having a conversation about.
1: No, I can it.
0: No, 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 not us,
1: not us. Okay, not us. i talking <laughs> about the community.
0: We're at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. The question is, what now? And let me and 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 let's have a conversation about
2: this. Okay.
0: I've heard people say, if you've never donated to an HBCU, then you really can't be mad at Coach Prime for going to take another job. Even Charlemagne said that. I told Charlemagne I disagree with that. I disagree. I think it's unfair to ask people who are economically stressed to be philanthropists. Sure. So I don't think it's fair to say you can't have a conversation about this unless you've given money to an HBCU. Mm -hmm. I think that that's that's unfair to, to our communities. I think that these HBCUs, like I said, have been owed more money From the states that they are in and have been screwed out of that money, just like black Americans Mm -hmm. are owed tons of money, Mm -hmm. both to me, historically and socially and economically from America and have not seen that money. So, you know, what we do we make do with what we have. Mm -hmm. Right. But. I think it's whereas I don't have any problem with Deion Sanders taking this job, I think it's important that we learn a lesson from this. And this goes for Dion or anybody else. Okay. If you speak in the language of love. Then you're opening people up. To have emotions. Agree. If you speak in the language of money. Then you're open people. You're opening people up to consume. If I tell you right now. I'm giving you something because it's the best deal for you. And I expect to be paid back. Well, then you're going to do what you can do to pay me back. Right. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a business relationship. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you that I'm doing something for you because I love you. If I tell you I'm doing something for you because of a cultural bond, mm-hmm. then if I come to you and be like, when am I getting my shit back? You're going to be like, well, I thought it was for the it's love. It's all
1: love. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought it was for the love. So when we're having conversations and we use the word culture or we say something is for the culture, Mm -hmm. we have to understand what culture means. Culture means a shared experience, a shared bond. Culture means love. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing it for the culture, you're doing it for the love.
2: Yes. If you're at
0: a place. And you're saying, I'm going to make this a big deal and then I'm going to leave and go do something. You don't even have to say you're going to leave and do something else. Because Deon Sanders was always very upfront about this, right? If you tell black people you love them and you're there for them because you love them, they expect that love to mean more than money. They expect that love to be the thing that is enduring. So if it's not for the culture, and I'm not saying, and Dion was very, he was upfront about this, but at the same time, when he first came there, he's like, "This is what I'm going to do here. I'm going to show God led me to this place." You know what <laughs> did, I mean? He did. Like God led me to this place, and I think he confused people a little bit. And I think the the people the, who don't know sports. Well, yeah, I mean, remember now? For me, I remember Nick Saban losing his job with Miami, oh, in
1: Miami. Oh, with
0: Miami, and saying, "I will not be the head coach of Alabama." Not going to happen.
1: Yes, he did. And then guess
0: what happened? He became the head coach at Alabama. <laughs> so I'm not going to take the, the people that are upset about this. I'm not going to take their right to be upset away. I'm not mad. I'm happy. Get well, out.
1: You're happy for selfish reasons. Get out. You're happy for Get yourself. Get your ass
0: out. Coach Prime is a leader of men. He is a great man. Go build Colorado. But, take all of that Crazy shit. It's SC's problem now. It's USC's is UCL. They're going to the big team. Pac twelve. It's 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 Oregon's problem now. It's Arizona State's problem now. Get out of Baton Rouge. I
1: will just say and that I do goddamn- understand him being defensive how people are like, you're not, you know, basically you're not for black people. They were accusing him, they were <laughs> accusing him of not being for black people. And he was saying, just because I'm leaving doesn't mean I don't support black people. And he's
0: right. Let's keep it real. I love Deion Sanders, but let's play Deion Sanders. Donnie, do you have the sound of Deion Sanders? Which part of Deion Sanders in his press conference when he was hired by Colorado. Do you have that sound?
3: Yeah, I got
4: that. Play that real quick. You've made a tremendous impact to the HBCUs. I, I guess, how difficult was the decision to leave what you started there? Tremendous. Because it wasn't about
5: the X's and O's, or the wins and losses. It was about those kids. It was about looking at the faces of those kids, knowing that. Uh, I'm being ready. God is getting ready to elevate me. I'm sorry, God is getting ready to elevate me. Usually, a coach is terminated or elevated. Thank God, I'm elevated. But still, the the journey is not complete. Some of the things that we accomplished there about bringing understanding and notoriety to certain uh, falsities, or, uh, non-committal things that are done in power fives. Maybe God is using me to be the catalyst. To make you think and to make you just fathom another way to, to make us feel unthreatened when someone of the other ethnicity is approaching. To just make us feel good about today. Maybe God is really using me to open doors at this level. The thing that alarms me the most is just because I'm leaving Jackson, they think that I'm leaving African Americans. I don't know if you notice or not, but I'm black. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: I can never leave who I am and what I am and how I am and how I go about being that. So it is still my task to look in that locker room and see sixty-five to seventy percent of African American men trying to help them get to the next level, as well as all the others. No, keep it going, Donnie. My calling is for young men, young women and people. Of all walks of life, all social right climbers, there. and all ethnicities. Cut,
0: cut off right there, yo. I don't like that. I like it, it. I love Deion Sanders so much. I am happy for Deion Sanders. I am proud of Deion Sanders. When I hear people say, "My calling is for everyone of all races," that's great that's amazing what about these niggas though (laughs) i'm I'm serious think about that think about that so let's really think about that now i know what he what he had to say that's what i was gonna say so i know what he had to say but this is the problem that people have sometimes i know what he had to say what he had to say in that situation is there are a lot of black people in this in this locker room at colorado
1: yes and there's also... There's
0: white people, so I'm here for everyone. Exactly. You're leaving a place where the black people didn't have any water. Yes. They have different needs and stuff like that. It, I'm not saying that he can't do what he... He should, and he's going to have great success, but that's alienating to people. It's not the same. Like it, Like, one, there's a... You have to have a calling on your life to make your life about black people. Because if you have the calling on your life is about the people who don't have the money to repay you for what it is that is you're doing. You have to care more and love more. So when I heard that, I was just like, God damn, that's a little all lives mattery to me.
1: Uh, th- absolutely not. Now, that's a reach. All right. No, if he hadn't, if he had said that and he wasn't in, if he had said that in front of his Jackson State players, different conversation. You already pointed it out He had to say that He was being inclusive Because he's about to join a team Where they're not all black If he had said If he had done that whole speech And he didn't talk about Being black And being for black people Like how, how can people say I'm not for black people I mean I don't like when he was like I am black I don't like that kind of stuff. That's the part I didn't like Just because you're black Doesn't mean you're for black people As I whisper to you Clarence Thomas That means That doesn't necessarily mean that we can keep we can keep naming people for that, but to say that that's all lives matter—that's not what that was. He is about to lead a team full of people that don't all just look like him. He couldn't just say he's only for black people in that moment.
2: He brought it
0: up
1: in that moment. He couldn't say that,
0: Rachel. He brought that up. He said, uh, like they're saying, I'm not for black people. It's a, still a bunch of young black men in there. The end. Like to me, it's still a bunch of young black men in there. The end. The end.
1: Okay, it's not then, all it, lives matter, it, though. It, it, it didn't,
0: <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, it didn't need to come because I'm not just for black people. I'm from all... It,
1: it As he's I, coaching I, this team, I knew... Well, I did, dude, you like, already the, gave the disclaimer. The you know end. what he was saying.
0: Hey, the the end. And so what I'm saying is, even for... And the only reason why that happened to Prime, once again, being, I love Coach Prime. The only reason why that happened to him is because... His tongue is a little twisted in what it is that he's trying to say. I know that Deion Sanders is for black people. Yeah, I know that Deion Sanders is a proud black man who loves black people sure. and all of that. What I'm saying is I don't think he understood. I didn't, I didn't understand. And sometimes people don't understand what it means when you've told people that you are going to be devoted and dedicated to. Uh, like it, it, elevating the black cultural experience. That means sacrifice. That means sacrifice. And I'm not sure he said that when he was coming into Jackson state, but for some reason people believed it.
1: Do you think that he didn't sacrifice anything? Not really. Was this the first time that he was offered a head coaching job?
0: I mean, I don't know, but like, by the we don't way, know. By, 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 no by the way, he did sacrifice because, yes, so, he did. so, so, so let me tell you, but like, to me, it, I'm not getting on him for not sacrificing. Deion Sanders wanted to, wanted to be a head coach. He showed that he could be a college head coach. He coached, as I say, for what, three years. Mm-hmm. And so, and so now he's going, it happens. I'm not saying I have no, no issue with that. It, it happens, it happens at other places all the time. I can name a bunch of other examples of coaches that get there leave before graduating class happens. Yeah. happens. What I'm saying is that if you look at people and you feel like they believe or they have the feeling that you are there because you love them, just know that leaving them will injure them. Especially I agree. Especially if you say I'm elevating so the wrong. So word. what? What Coach Eddie Robinson <laughs> from 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 Alabama A and I think yeah. it was Alabama State. What 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 Coach Eddie Robinson was saying when he was saying that he swack When you swack, you don't believe that a PWI is elevation.
1: I I I get I think when you SWAC, all the wrong wording. I agree. When,
0: when you swack, being there, being Eddie Robinson, being Pete, being Coach Doug. Being whoever who had been at, at these schools a long long enough time, that's fulfilling in your life enough. Like that that is a, a big enough thing for you if you swat. Doug
1: leave.
0: Doug left. <laughs> Ten. Doug
1: leave. Well, no, Doug, no, no. Doug, Doug, went, Doug went to the Commanders.
0: Well, here's the thing about Doug.
1: I'm just saying.
0: Like here's the thing about Doug. I threw
1: his name out there.
0: Doug's first job in coaching wasn't with Gramlin like, Doug came to Gram.
1: Okay, but you just threw his name out there. I'm Doug just saying. couldn't be Southern. I'm just saying.
0: Doug couldn't beat Southern. So they so, was kind of not on Doug. Doug. Just but you know what? Doug left. You know what? Doug came back.
1: Well, didn't they let him go? <laughs> there was okay, some other let's shit. just get the story there right That was some other well, shit. And I like well, Doug well, 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 I'm that, just that was Remember, some
0: other shit. My people
1: that, live close to
0: Gramlin. Shout some, out
1: to Homer, Louisiana. Shout out
0: to Homer. That was some <laughs> other shit. And look, there's some shit that's gonna go on when if if if, if you that so all I'm saying is this, I, I want people to understand, man, the swack. HBCU football, HBCUs is bigger than one guy. We've been here.
1: And can We've I just say here. as a person who did not go to HBCUs, I have to give it I have to give a shout out to my parents uh-huh. because the only reason that I can say say oh I went to the Gramlin PV game is because when we were young Every year, we went to the state fair and went to the game. So even though we went, I went to a PWI. My parents made sure that we had an experience. Maybe not the full, but an experience.
0: Alabama State, the Hornets. Coach Eddie Robinson <laughs> so Jr. is fifty-two years old.
1: <laughs> you like how he? Say, Mother, do you see what I do? They didn't even acknowledge it. Okay. You just gonna do pretty hair yeah. like that while she's right here?
0: I love pretty hair. You ain't <laughs> swag, Rachel.
1: I know I'm not swag, <laughs> and
0: I never claimed. So to people are mad about this too. I want to play the halftime show.
1: (laughs) I thought this was amazing.
0: (laughs) I want to play the halftime show from the Southern Jackson State game. And this is how we get down. Donnie, play it. (laughs) and my favorite part of it was like Coach Prime about to be big (laughs) ball he said that right after this is what we do we diss (laughs) we talk that shit you go to the Bayou Classy go to the boombox is we talking shit we don't like we it's love but not like I, I got a lot of respect for Jackson. I had so much fun in Jackson. I was in strip clubs in Jackson when I was 6, 17, 18 years old. It's bring, it's bring your own beer. People walking in with NJ bottles. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's real nigga shit going on. I've been all over the place. I've been to the Southern Heritage Classic in Tennessee. We've been to these games. We got our own shit. Like, we got our own shit. And I would love to have conversations about how we're going to elevate HBCUs, but those conversations are multifaceted, yes. they're systemic, and they have much more to do with them than than having those conversations about one guy. It's not one guy's fault that the HBCU would be elevated and it's not going to be one sure. guy's fault that the HBCU, that yeah, that it's not. True. So last thing I'll say about Dion oh. is this is less anger than it is pain. People hurt, they sad. Let them yeah. be hurt, they sad. I think people were shocked. People, going love, people love Coach it's, Prime.
1: Especially too, because he was like, that's just a rumor out there. I'm not, I didn't say I was going, I didn't go anywhere. And then literally the next day, he's like, I'm going to, so going to Colorado.
4: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 When to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
0: Rachel, what does woke mean? (laughs) I
1: don't subscribe to that word.
0: You don't subscribe to woke?
1: (laughs) No, people have taken that and run away with it.
0: Do you know what happened with the word woke?
1: What happened? Who got a hold of it?
0: White people reverse N-worded us. Pretty hair (laughs) agrees. Pretty hair agrees with me.
1: So woke is the new
0: N-word. White people, you know how we took the N-word and made it something good? White people took woke and made it something bad.
2: No.
0: They've never been able to successfully do this before. This is... With the word. With the word. This is an unabashed victory of white. (laughs) I got to give it up is white people won the woke war of that word. Because woke meant literally you are of and about progress and change. That's what it meant. That's what it meant. And now even black people use the word woke pejoratively. White people have never had success in taking a word that we said and changing it around, we're the ones who take words that they say and change them around and make them good or bad. This is their first victory. Woke is the do first. Do
1: you use it? Do you use it and say like "woke" in the way that they do?
0: No, I. Sometimes,
2: <laughs>
1: like, like,
0: like sometimes, when I'm poking fun at the Midnight Boys, I'd be like, "Yo, man, get that woke bullshit out of there." When someone's going too far, like, and it's it's now, it, J. Cole helped in this too. Cause J Cole said, niggas say they woke, but they broke." Um, <laughs> it, it was it, it got a little bit, but now woke is definitely a pejorative now. The woke mob, the woke left, you can't even we don't even say it anymore.
1: What did Chris? The woke police.
0: The woke police. <laughs> the police. <laughs> so now we know what it means. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis He's answered these questions for us. Governor Ron DeSantis. Mm. The the Republicans' only hope in twenty twenty four. Federal judge on Thursday press attorneys for Republican Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis to explain why the governor's recent suspension of a state prosecutor he viewed as woke (laughs) wasn't an unlawful and politically motivated overreach of executive authority. Jean-Jacques Cabot. Cabot. Wow. What a, what a fucking $15 name is that? Jean-Jacques. Jean-Jacques is his name. Jean-Jacques.
1: Jacques. Jacques? Jacques?
0: Jacques? No, it's it's probably (laughs) Jean Jacques. -Jacques?
1: Caboo? Caboo? Cabal.
0: This is Cabal? I don't know. We don't know. Andrew Warren's attorney noted that DeSantis (laughs) referred to uh, Warren in his announcement of the suspension as a woke ideologue (laughs) who masqueraded as a prosecutor. (laughs) He then asked some DeSantis officials what woke means to him. Taryn Fiske, DeSantis' communication director, says woke was the slang term for activism. Progressive activism and a general belief in the systemic injustices in the country. To me, it means someone who believes that there are systemic systemic injustices in the criminal justice system, and on that basis, they can decline to fully enforce and uphold the law. We're in such a scary time. So if you believe that there are systemic injustices in the law, Mm-hmm. Which this government, Ron DeSantis' daddy, his political father, even Donald Trump, <laughs> even apparently believes because he signed his name on the First Step Act.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: by Ron DeSantis' definition, Trump is woke, Jared Kushner is woke. Everyone is woke, believing that there are systemic injustices in these. That means that you're woke, and that's bad. Rachel, DeSantis, your candidate, the guy who you want to be president. What do you? What do you no, make? Stop.
1: What do you make
0: of the war over the word woke?
1: Well, I think it's just a term that people use so loosely now. As you just stated, everybody's woke at some point, right? But I'm looking. I'm looking for this. I'm trying to look for this. Because he does say that even though, who is this? Ryan Newman is the one who said the definition that you just said of what woke is. They said that DeSantis, however, doesn't believe that there are systemic injustices in the U.S.
0: That's so incredibly dense and wild. (laughs) Oh oh, Not one. What did you,
1: how did that, did you text her?
0: Hold on. Hey you, Natalie. How are you? This is Natalie Nunn from the Zeus Network Baddies, (laughs) who is calling us. Hey Nat, how you doing? (laughs) Good. How are you? So, Natalie, I'm on the podcast right now. First of all, we have to have you on the podcast because we're having a we had an incredible argument over the Zeus Network earlier. What? (laughs) Can I ask you a question, Natalie?
1: Yes. Do you think Did she know she's on the podcast? She knows she's on the podcast.
0: Okay, Natalie, do you think that the Zeus network is any more or less exploitive of black people than Bravo or vH1 or any of those other places?
6: Um I've been with all I've worked with all the networks I mean I'm 15 years into television, reality TV and um no, it's they're not anymore. They're not exploiting the culture anymore. They all are doing the same thing. Um, exactly. And to, and to be honest, if you want me to be quite frank,
1: um,
6: you know, Zeus is actually is actually a black-owned network. Boom! I think if that makes it worse, it, Natalie. I mean, how y'all going to be mad at Boom. me? That makes no sense. Like, I, I would feel like of the other networks, and I know the people who work and are the head of those networks, you know, they're exploiting the culture, African-Americans, they black people, well. you know, because they're not even black. They're not black. I well, think that's that, what I said. You know,
1: Rachel. They do, as, they do as well, Natalie. I think it makes it worse when we're doing it to our own culture. I would love for you to come on this podcast and talk about it. I think it's worse. I mean,
6: I don't understand that because it's really what the people want to see anyways. That's what we know. The thing is this, like, as an African-American woman in this industry... Yeah. And and being in the in the reality TV game for so long, like, is going at least when we go into the editing bay and the shows are edited, is edited in the real way of being like, you know, a black woman in in like this world that we live mm. in this universe. Where like I used to look back at some of the things on on Bad Girls Club, just say per se when I'm on their network, and I'm like, that is not how that went, and you guys made me look super like angry black woman Mm. and that's like not cool. Where now, at least in being with a network that is me, I walk into the office and I'm looking at people that I can relate to and and they know people like me because they're black, they are not gonna edit me to look like, quote unquote, say the angry black woman or the, you know, whatever it is. So Mm. no, like I feel way more comfortable working over here at Juice Network. I'm not going nowhere. Anyways, I got the hottest shows out with them, hottest. And doing but, Natalie, big- West but Natalie, but Natalie, Baddies West, Baddies South.
1: are you fighting on some of these
6: shows? I mean, is that they don't angry? Fight on all these shows? <laughs> they fighting on all these shows. They're fighting on Bravo Housewives. Fighting on Bravo Dubai. What do you mean, like they fighting? That's they are fighting on Bravo, on. Bravo what Dubai. Are to watch. They Not are physically what fighting. And, have- like we've done. Zeus has done all of the shows across the board. Comedy shows. we are not the only shows on Zeus. They've had—they have hundreds of shows. If you download Zeus, and it just so happens that these loud shows are the shows that the culture and the people want to watch and see. We mm. can't control that. Really
0: well, you can't can. control Ask that the people want to watch that. that na- <laughs> I, Natalie, this is what I said earlier. We were talking about it. I said Natalie me, should come on. Me and Rachel got me and Rachel had a difference of opinion because I said I think it's better. Because Zeus is run by black people.
6: Yeah, I feel uh, you, way more comfortable over here. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say it. Now and I'm mixed. Friend. I'm mixed race. like mixed You know what I'm saying? I'm black? a mixed race. And I, just, I used to get upset no. when I would watch things on Oxygen because I was like, that is not how that went. And I cannot believe you guys edited that or made it to look like poor little, you know, like if I got into it would say, a Caucasian girl on the show. Like, it was not poor her. She spit on me first. Like, Weird shit that they would, way, the way they would, you know, manipulate the audience, like, where now, like, no, I feel safe over here, like, they're not mm. about to play me, they're not about to make me look like, no, in any ways, like, you know what I'm saying, like, the why would we allow them to capitalize off of our culture? Like, I'd rather Zeus and Lemmy and the owners over here make money off of our culture and keep the money in-house, mm. right, like, you know, within our own people, why are we going to keep giving all these other networks the Bad Girls Club or whatever it is, like you know, yeah. and they're just making all this money off of their stars that are all African American and this and nah, bro. We took that shit, we brought it over here, we're running it the fuck shit. up. We number 10 fuck in the app store. Right. We don't see no none of these other networks. So it is what it is. Like we we keeping that shit over here now. That's what Natalie, I'm talking about. Come on the
0: show. Natalie, come on the show. Tell Jacob I'm a dunk on his ass.
6: Yeah, we re- I'm ready. And you know what? I'll even bring Lemmy the owner. Bring the Lemmy! I'll bring Mr. Plummer. I'll bring some of the other baddies so that you, so you can hear from all
0: of Na- them. Oh, and, and let's do it, let's, Na- Natalie. You know, it's a phone call. Just call. Don't me. get in Natalie. trouble. Don't get in Natalie. trouble, Natalie. Bring all the baddies. <laughs> Don't get in trouble <laughs> on the show. We want we want a baddies We're here in LA now. Oh, you
6: just just let me know. We're all here. We
0: got a special know. event on Higher thing. Learning. <laughs> Natalie Nunn <laughs> is coming with Lemmy and all the girls from Baddies West. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I love you
1: guys. I love, love you, you too. Thanks, Natalie.
0: Bye, Nat. Been known that for years, all the way back to the TMZ days.
1: I was a fan when I watched her on the <laughs> Bad Girls Club. I thought shes She's, so, en- she's so entertaining. Yeah. She's very fun to watch. Okay,
0: so you were <laughs> saying so 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 we've lost the woke war, essentially the war the war of the word woke. This is this. But is, is
1: there a war over the word woke? I think it's just—I wouldn't say there's a war in in the sense of how uh, using the word. Right? Like, you're right. They've taken over the word. That's fine. I think what was shocking was this admission of what the word means and then the admission of, but we don't believe that there are any systemic injustices in the U.S. I don't think anybody, we've lost the meaning of the word woke. What does it mean now, man? I think it's open to interpretation based on who's using it. That's how, that's how. Wow,
0: it's very true. That's how
1: bad it is right now when we use that, when we throw that word around.
0: Can I be honest with you, though? There is a troubling trend here though of the far right to be able to do something that in the past they weren't able to do correct which is actually have a sort of cultural hold over terms if we think about it right oh they've done it again think about it what What?
1: Um, oh my gosh it was in my head um defund the police
0: defund the police so think about this so when we think about the rights ability their cultural ability to depower some of the things that we say or come Mm -hmm. up with their own things defund the police was hijacked Mm -hmm. woke was hijacked but not only that trump and the right came up with their own sayings fake news Mm-hmm. Every time somebody says, like, I watch people <laughs> score a touchdown and they gritty, right? You know the gritty, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody gritties, they on LSU dick, the way I look at it. We started the gritty. You did start it. So, so like, when whenever I see somebody gritty, whenever I see somebody gritty, I think, yo, that's LSU shit. Mm-hmm. Whenever you use the term fake news, you are parroting something from Donald Trump. Absolutely. And something that Donald Trump used to... Part and parcel depower the freedom of the press in the sure. United States, right? Mm-hmm. So, and even MAGA, it was make everything great again. It was make this great again. It was make that great again. Used to, my homeboy, had he was doing his make Crenshaw great again, make Grand Rouge great again, make all of this stuff great. Like all, of, They've never really been able to have a hold in pop culture like they have now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that there's a sort of weird cultural power to the right That didn't exist before. It's Trump. Almost a weird, perverted, cool factor.
1: Well, take what Dave Chappelle said. I feel like I was having this conversation with my mom. What Dave Chappelle said Trump did in that debate, it was so shocking because he admitted to all the things that we thought you know, was happening in the government, that we thought those with power were doing. He admitted it. And then he said, not only are they doing it, I know they're doing it because I do it too. It was such a shock that he said it out loud, right? The quiet part out loud or whatever, that people bought into that. And that's, that was part of his charm, if I, if I say so, because he was saying things that people were too afraid to say. He wasn't playing the game in the same way. That became cool. That's to me that's what started that trend.
0: And that's that's and That's tr- why they liked them. That's troubling because now when you take a word and you read you sort of reconfigure it, what it means, now if you at all look at systemic injustice, it's something that you can lose your job for. In Florida. In Florida, it's something that you can lose your job if you have a belief that is breathtaking if you ever believe that there are systemic injustices inside of the American uh, court system, right. you can lose your job for it. That is breathtaking.
1: I <sighs> mean, even the way that it's defined suspension as a woke. Um, where did I read that? Where was that? What was I reading? Ideologue who masqueraded as a pro masqueraded as a prosecutor. Yeah. This is the person who went to law school, Took a bar, passed it. Took a bar. <laughs> took the bar, <laughs> passed it, has is a sworn officer of the court, and this is how you're changing a definition of who they are just because they believe in systemic injustice.
2: Yeah.
0: Donnie, what did you what did what, did, what did, let's take a break real quick?
5: Kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. It's on my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
4: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family friendly, right, all inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app. We're back. Donnie, what um what did you put in the the what did
0: you put about a coon?
4: In- <laughs> oh yeah. There's new audio from, from Richard Walker. What? I'm talking about uh, it's not such a bad thing being called a coon. Coons are smart.
0: Wow, I want to hear it. I don't I'm believe it. am paraphrasing. You. I don't believe it. Play the audio. The him Play himself. the audio. They called me a coon the other day, and people think that was a bad turn.
5: As a guys, on front of the country. If you know anything about a coon, you're one of the smartest animals out there.
0: They called
1: me a coon. Are they? <laughs> <laughs>
0: This nigga, this nigga can't be real, y'all.
1: He's not okay. We've already established that he's he's not okay.
0: Herschel Walker, a robot man. There's like Herschel Walker. I'm telling you, bro. Herschel Walker. Press play. They wait, told... wait. Herschel Walker, not real, man. I don't believe this. I, I really want. You know how all of those they be cloning people. This this, this can't be real, man.
1: Play it again, Donnie
0: it it
5: called me a coon the other day And
0: people think that's a bad turn As the guys on front of the country If you know anything about a coon You're one of the smartest animals um, out there That's not real <laughs> That's not real man That's not real Like between that Him moonwalking to the crossroads <laughs> like, it's like
1: That might be my favorite Ursa of-
0: Walker That's not real man there's no way. it could. Even the way it sounds. Donnie, play it again. There's a coon. They say it's a coon. Like, you they, guys. They, they say, they say it's a. Run it again. That day? is a bad thing. They called me a coon the other day, and people think that is a bad turn. A That's a guy in front of the country. If you know anything about a coon, you're one of the smartest animals out there.
1: <laughs> they are smart.
0: Are they look? I I've hunted raccoons before. I looked they
1: it up. They have, it have a high IQ, <laughs> but that's not the point. Just because it's smart, but, but see, smart to but, see it's okay. but see, we
0: gotta watch out. We gotta watch out though, because that's not
1: why they called us coons, they'll, Herschel. They'll
0: they they <laughs> they'll, they'll change the name. They'll change it, and it'll be coons. Will be this something good. This is where it starts. It's where it starts.
1: Zero. It'll be right, right, here. right here.
0: Before you know it, Herschel, What do you mean? Whitlock, smart. everywhere. It'd be like. It'll be a. They'll have a T-shirt with a coon with a graduation cap on. Should
1: we get a hold?
2: Of- <laughs> 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 a Should we get a hold a of coon. this word?
1: Should we try to take control of this before? Should we try to make
3: coon good? <laughs> Should we try to take control? of this?
1: Guys, if you don't know, that's not why they called us coons.
0: By the <laughs> way, I Just, Donnie got absolutely zero smoke for saying that he liked the Herschel Walker dance. Y'all just did not care. (laughs) Like, like I I was expecting people to be like, Donnie can do no wrong on the podcast. No, they love Donnie. Donnie can do no wrong. Donnie said that Herschel Walker, the moonwalking was endearing. Did you not say that? (laughs)
4: <laughs> I did. Rachel just said that it was one of her favorite. It was her favorite Hirschwalker video, and I agree. Something There's about not it much even. to
1: choose from. It's not because of the day. Not, I mean, between the vampires and the werewolves, to the Fright Fest or whatever it was, to the coons, and I just I. I <laughs>
4: It it's like it completes the, the Georgia cool bingo. He's done like all of the things that you could be coon bingo. Cool. All the stereotypes.
0: He's, he's danced.
4: He
0: got it. <laughs> he's done the, like, the whole nine. All right. Uh, I want to talk about this real quick. I don't. We didn't cover this, but the Will Smith movie Emancipation oh. came out. Um, it's a movie about a slave that just runs around the plantation smacking the shit out of other slaves, and it stars Will Smith and
1: <laughs> don't tell
2: people that
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he's all y'all he's all he's not right since the Herschel Walker clip he's all he's messed so up he,
0: that was just like a slave he's just not- running around the play days so and smacking the shit out of other slaves <laughs> stop talking about me Chicken George <laughs> <laughs> No, um, it's about a very famous picture. Uh, the movie um, uh, is a slave man known as Peter, inspired to, uh, inspired the film. It's a picture of his back uh, that you've all seen. Um, it's his story about how that changed everything. So, Joey McFarlane is one of the producers of this. He walked the red carpet, with the original photo of this enslaved man saying that he wanted this enslaved man to be at the premiere as well. Run the audio, Donnie.
1: Tell me how you came to own the photo and why it was important for you to once you did. um, Oh, yes.
5: I, I have the photo. This is the original
4: photograph from 1863, and I wanted it to be here tonight. I wanted a piece of Peter to be here tonight.
1: Sadly, it's sadly to say so many artifacts and photographs have not been preserved or curated or respected, and I took it upon myself to curate and build a collection for future generations. You know, my collect, I've been collecting for, you know, a very long time. My collection will be donated at the end of my life for educational purposes. And it's something I just want to give back. But
0: Okay. So you guys have seen this photo before. Uh, Gordon or Whipped Peter um, is a black man's name. His, his back is scarred up, uh, the extensive keloid scarring on his back. I'm looking at the photo now. This pisses me the uh, the fuck off. Um, the gentleman, the producer, owns the photo. Um, and Peter's story is going to be told in the movie uh, Emancipation, which I think is <clears throat> interesting that uh, this man will now become more than a photo. And more than a relic of American brutality, and will become an actual person with an actual story. Uh, people know my disdain for slave movies, but if you're going to make one, I think humanizing someone sure. uh, that we've only seen in, in photograph form is important to do. Uh, obviously, this piece of people off.
1: Well, because for the exact thing, what you just said is the exact opposite of what Joey McFarland did on the carpet. Right, He turned him right back into a thing, into a piece of art. When the entire purpose of you being on that carpet was to tell a story, as you said, a real life story of something that happened to someone. Like you said, we've seen this picture. We didn't know what happened behind it. And by you doing that, this is one carpet I wish I would have worked. I wish you would have whipped that out in front of me. It would have been wow, a
0: poor choice of words there.
1: It really was. Please take that out. Nope. Leave it. Oh my
6: god. Oh no.
0: Donnie, leave it. I'm using. I think. I think we should have one thing on the podcast. (laughs) We should be able to use one leave it per month. (laughs) We should be able to. We we should be. We should be able to use one leave it per month. Gotta leave it.
1: I'm gonna cry. Gotta (laughs) gotta (laughs) leave (laughs) it.
0: I'm upset. I haven't been right after the Herschel
1: Walker record. (laughs)
2: Gotta gotta leave it. Oh my gosh, no!
1: But but that that's the problem, and it is it is great that you know. I I don't I didn't know the story. I'm very honest. I will not see the movie. I don't want to see it. I'll see it eventually. I I I, I've never seen Twelve Years of Slay. I, I'm. Yeah. I don't want to see it, but I do think it's an, important to, as you said, humanize. But I also think that what happened here, and I'm glad that this this interview went viral. I should say that Joey has since apologized. Joey well, read the apology right now. Please go ahead. And read it.
0: I wholeheartedly apologize to everyone I've offended by bringing a photograph of Peter to the emancipation premiere. My intent was to honor this remarkable man and to remind him and to remind the general public that his image not only brought about change in 1863, but still resonates and promotes change today. Throughout the research and development of emancipation, I discovered photographs of overlooked and historically important individuals whose stories also need to be told. My plan was always to donate the photographs to the appropriate institution and in consultation with the community. And I believe there is no better time to begin that process
1: it just now. muddies the water because you're obviously making money you want the story out there but you're obviously making money off of it as a producer and you talk about all this other art that you have that this, this slave art it seems that you possess that It's great if you do tell the story behind it, but you're also making money off of it. And then you bring this picture and you're talking of it as a prop rather than Peter as a human. And it just makes me question what's the real motive behind it. I'm sorry that I'm doing that, but that's just how I feel when I saw the way that you pulled that photo out to discuss Peter as if he wasn't a human being and as a piece of art. It just muddied it for me.
0: Let me talk to white people for a second. Hope that they hear me. White people, we have a sneaking suspicion. We have a sneaking suspicion. Not all of us. Obviously, Kershaw Walker doesn't feel the same way. But some of us have a sneaking suspicion that you guys feel like you own us. Some of us have a sneaking suspicion that you feel like everything great that we've ever done, everything that we've ever accomplished, everything that we've ever done, everything that we've ever overcome is based on your benevolence and that we don't exist if you don't shine your light on us, that Mm -hmm. we don't have any light. That we are, refle- in fact, reflections of you. And every time we think that you don't feel that way, you do something almost in a reflexive way to show us that you do. Joy McFarlane doesn't think what he did was bad.
1: Right.
0: He didn't think it.
1: He's proud. He's
0: proud, right? He had a picture of a slave walking around showing it to people. In that instance, he reminded me of an owner or an overseer. Mm -hmm. Joey McFarlane said that in the event of his death, that the picture would go to a museum. You guys, if you know anything about slavery... You know that masters freed slaves after they died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For your entire life, I own you. And then when I'm gone, you can go do whatever you want. I don't understand the dissonance that exists sometimes with the white counterparts that we share our community with. To walk around with that photo, parading that pain around. That dude can't come to the premiere. He's dead. His pain can't come to the premiere. It's been lived. Mm -hmm. You don't own that. You don't own that experience. That's not for you. That's not for you. That's not something for you to have, hoard, collect our experiences, our pain, who we are. We're not collections of white people. We're right. our own people, and every time we try to get some, uh, some, some breathing room between you guys, every time we try to do something, you reel us back in. Now, the movie's on some weird fetish shit, just like you said. Like, I really want white people to understand something. You don't own us. Yeah. Like you don't like our experiences, who we are, what we are. That's not for y'all. Like we got our own shit. We are our own people. And you know, who else needs to understand that? We need to understand that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That we don't just matter when white people are paying attention. Uh That we matter when they sleep. Mm -hmm. We matter when they trying to dance. Like we matter all, all of that. We matter on our own. And like this, I looked at this and I'm I'm watching the video and I'm aghast. Yeah, at w- the ignorance that it would take for you to think that that was all right. I'm just aghast. I'm you like, you
1: know why? Because he's done it before and nobody said anything.
0: Why would you want to collect slave shit? For ex- the ex- fact that he has that is ex- very, very, very. That is for a museum or for it. That's not for some dude to have in his home. Look at this picture. That's. W-
1: it's white savior mentality. That's what that is.
0: Yeah, well, you can only save something that's weaker than you. Okay, look, we got to get out of here pretty soon, but we got to do one more. No. We do. Uh, which one? What do you think? <laughs> I thought we had a mountain lion situation here. Donnie, we don't nope, have a mountain just lion. Just
1: animals, si- not mountain lion.
3: No, yeah, it's a coyote and a raccoon. Situation.
0: Coyote and a raccoon situation. I don't care about that. I wanna talk about either one of those. What I want to talk about is a mountain lion named Rose. Donnie, did you see this? Donnie, give me my prompt. It's time to talk about something. Wait,
1: where did she come from? She wasn't on the <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I saw the most amazing story that Thought Warrior sent me about a little baby mountain lion named Rose. Rose was orphaned. She was supposed to be around 30 pounds. She was only like eight pounds when they found her. She was dehydrated. She was malnutritioned. Somebody found this little baby mountain lion, took her to a zoo and started nourishing her. And she's on her way back. And I want to send some good vibes out to Rose the mountain lion. Now She's not going to be able to go back into the wild. Because she had to learn some survival skills from her mother and she didn't have them. She doesn't have them now. It's here in California. So, this got me thinking about the conversation that we're gonna have with the zoo person and the anti zoo person. If not for the zoo, <clears throat> Baby Rose the Mountain Lion, who I might wanna buy. Okay. Baby Rose the Mountain Lion might have not survived. This changed my zoo perspective a little bit.
1: Well, did you hear what you just said? Who I might want to buy. Yeah. That goes against everything that you've been saying, mountain lion, the fact that you're going to purchase and then domesticate the mountain lion.
0: First of all, I'm not going to purchase the mountain lion, but I would want to have a mountain lion. And if I was going to have a mountain lion, it would be a mountain lion that, couldn't live out in the wild if she can't live out in the wild Yet. she's got to have a home she can't live out in the wild uh Rachel like she <laughs> Ooh, like, like she was, <laughs> I was about to call you Ebony because me and Ebony are you she can't live out in the wild Rachel because she doesn't have the survival skills she has to have somebody take care of her and if I had a big enough place you know what I mean I would be tempted to have Rose as a part of my family you know, but I'm not going to. I, I don't believe in cap, captive mountain lion. I don't. But you want to see a picture of Rose?
1: No, I'm okay.
0: Oh, because your your heart is hardened towards mountain lion, <laughs> and and I think that it's only right. Hold on, Rose the mountain lion. I think it's only right, Rose Mountain Mountain Lion. Mountain lion cub. Oh, look at this, Rachel. You can't tell me.
2: You can't tell me. Look at Rose. Oh. Oh, right. oh my gosh. Oh my god. Look okay, at Rose. She's so cute. You guys put
1: Rose. Do you remember the the lions above my I, I this whole time I've been dissing Mountain Lion and then I'm like, there were I had f- those lion cubs above my bed the entire time growing up. So I've had an affinity to them as well and didn't even realize it.
0: Rose is making progress. This is a long time <laughs> ago. Uh Rose, oh, so this has been a while. Now Rose is doing great. This was a long time ago. It just happened. This happened over the summer. Uh, she's a Bay Area cougar, so she's got. A, apparently, she's got a friend at the zoo. Rose and Sage are now friends. Now Rose is doing just great. When this was sent to me, <laughs> when this was sent to me originally, I hadn't looked it up. But like it made it seem like it just happened. Rose has been doing. Rose was found in April in San Mateo, but she's doing great now. She's got a pal. Look at Rose and Sage go. Look at Rose and Sage.
1: They're super
0: cute. They're best friends.
1: A a Thought Warrior sent that to you that lets me know that what's happening now is Thought Warriors are Googling mountain lion stories and you need to stop.
0: Okay. Save the Cougar event happening this (laughs) month here in LA. I'm going to it. (laughs) Like, I'm going to it. Uh, Van's very serious question of the week. uh, Is Van's very serious question of the week? Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. All right. I don't have one. <laughs> I was going to ask you a very serious question of the week, but I have to be honest with you. I can't ask you the question with pretty hair here. I can't do it.
4: It's like, it's like, like I, I can't, like, I
0: can't, I can't ask you the question with pretty <laughs> hair here. I'll save it till next week. The question was about something, I can't ask you the question with pretty hair here. It's a pleasure to meet your mother. Uh, take your thing caps off and do not stop my iron family.
1: I'm Rachel Lindsay. Bye guys.